0: Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Child Care.
1: Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, and I'm here with Priscilla Weigel. And we thought today we would talk about release of information. Mm-hmm. We have previously talked about confidentiality and data privacy And we thought that release of information is certainly a natural part of both of those topics. And so this is kind of a continuation of that uh, area of conversation. Um, And in the earlier podcast, we did mention for those that are listening this will vary from state to state in terms of what is required under your state law but there is federal law also that specifies what confidentiality and data privacy means and so we're we're not giving any kind of legal Advice or information here. Certainly, go to your state licenser or your county licenser, and make sure mm-hmm. that what is in your statute is what you're complying with when mm-hmm. it comes to your policies that govern your program. Mm-hmm. But in general, we wanted to give some guidelines and talk about some uh, situations that we've seen where data privacy and release of information were were really important and needed to be considered and used as a guide when it came to um, working with or talking to parents. Mm -hmm. So probably the first part of this whole conversation when we talk about release of information is something many of you listening may be familiar with, and that's a Tennyson warning. And that generally is a piece of paper uh, that we have parents or others sign when they um, are enrolling or coming into our program, and the Tennyson really just tells people what they can expect to have released about them, and so the Tennyson really generally must provide information about any data that you collect as a childcare program, how it's going to be used, mm-hmm. and and really that's to safeguard everybody. We don't, and it, we talked about this in our data privacy podcast we don't want to just be collecting information just to be collecting it there needs to be a purpose yeah and parents need to understand that because everybody's a little jittery Mm -hmm. about all of that kind of information that's going out Mm -hmm. and they don't know where it's ending up yeah and that's legitimate definitely and also, um, our, we must have a privacy rights notice that contains some components that include the purpose and intended use of the requested data within either our agency or a statewide system. And sometimes we do have to collect information, uh, say, for instance, for the health department. Mm-hmm. And we need to just let parents know that. Mm -hmm. They want to know, and that's great. Let them know why we're asking, for instance, about immunizations or some kind of childhood illnesses. Uh, Whether the individual may refuse or is legally required to supply the requested information. That's very important, Mm -hmm. and that's part of the Tennyson. Um, Any known consequences of if they refuse to... Uh, give us that information. So that again is part of your state statute or or anything that would be part of your child care regulations. And then also the identity of other persons or entities that are authorized by your state or possibly federal law that will be receiving the data. So it kind of sounds like a lot here, but it's really to protect everybody. Mm -hmm. So this Tennyson, in terms of release of information, is very important to our childcare programs. Um, and, and it's important to families as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And a scenario that comes up very often in child care is the the birthday party request. Mm-hmm. You know, when a parent comes you know. in and says, oh, my child wants to have a birthday party and wants to invite all of the, clas- the whole class. So can I have all those contact pieces mm-hmm. and I, I can send them um uh, invitations. And kind of going back to what you were saying, so typically in that Tennyson page that those parents signed, it did not have a line that said you were going to choose to share all their contact info with someone because of a birthday party. So the answer is, nope, but you can hand me those invitations and I can put them in kids' cubbies or their backpacks and I can be Mm -hmm. helpful in that way. Mm -hmm. So there, there are things that come up and that seems really you know, pretty um, calm as far as a concern. And it's, it's one of those easy ones that I think we're always comfortable talking about because we come in contact with it a lot. But there are also things that come up that you just really um, can't say anything about. And mm-hmm. so having, again... A pat phrase, How everybody responds is really important because when we have parents sign something that is a consent to release information, that document has to include some really important components um, who will re- who will release the information? Who will receive the information so kind of elaborating on what you just talked about Cindy and um, what's the purpose of that and I think that's all goes to that building the communication and relationship of trust with families if you're gonna if you're gonna have a policy in your handbook it needs to be explained why that's there Mm -hmm. and so just an arbitrary line about you need to do this but why Why is that important? Why are we doing this? It's safeguarding you. It's safeguarding other families. It's safeguarding and and protecting your child and their information. Um, Also, there's uh, the... Other piece that needs to be included is, is the person that will be receiving the services has the right to revoke the consent given. Um, the information being released is protected by the Data Privacy Practices Act, and that um, the signature of that parent, the parent, or the legal guardian is really important, and the date of that signature because
1: mm-hmm.
0: consent expires. If there, there should be something included in your consent form that says how long this Consenting relationship is in going to be open and in practice, or, or um, that's following. a
1: great point. And i I think that's important to let parents know because they need to understand for their own security that because they sign something once, they're not giving away all of their sort of state secrets right. for the rest of their child's life. Right. That's really important, mm-hmm. and it again builds on that trust that we want to have with families. Definitely. Very important.
0: Very true. Um, I think that one thing that we find in our work, especially in child care, when we're working with a child that has a diagnosis and maybe receiving services from multiple service providers, it's really up to the parent to drive that connecting piece mm-hmm. for those different um, providers. And so making sure that the correct documentation is in order and that we're not just opening this line of communication up and sharing a lot of private information one scenario that can happen a lot, if, if you have children with a, a special need or a diagnosis in your program, and another parent might be touring and notice the child, if they have a physical um, characteristic that's noticeable, that's different than maybe some of the other children, they would ask, oh, does that child have Down syndrome, or is does that child have a special need? And so what should your answer be as the provider? Right. Very good. No. No. <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't know you were asking me, but I'm sorry. absolutely.
1: <laughs> Right, because we can't release that information, even though it might seem sort of um, benign or Mm -hmm. we're just even thinking, oh, I'm encouraging inclusion here by Mm -hmm. showing how well this child is included. She's just part of the program. But no, the disability is not, cannot be part of what we share with another parent who is not the parent of the child with a disability. Right. Now, sometimes a parent of a child with a disability will say, I'd like to come in the classroom and talk about my child's disability. But that's an entirely personal decision. Mm-hmm. And that's up to how they like to present it, if in fact they even want to talk about it at all. Right. And that has, has um, nothing to do with our role in release of information. Mm-hmm. We protect that at all costs. And so if somebody were to ask a question like, does that child have Down syndrome? Does that child have autism? we would just have, uh, again, as you said earlier, a pat answer mm-hmm. that would be, you know, we don't release any information, personal information about any child. Mm-hmm. And again, that goes for any parent that helps them know, oh, if they're protecting that child, then then they will protect my child as well. And that's the kind of confidence we want to build in our relationships with all families. Definitely. That's, so. a great,
0: that's a great point to end on, I think, Cindy. Yes. So again, we want to
1: send listeners to our website, inclusivechildcare.org, where we have more comprehensive resources around data privacy and release of information. If they have questions, they can, you can uh, um, certainly contact us through info at inclusive childcare, and we'd be glad to uh, see if we can be of any kind of help. So mm-hmm. thank
0: you, Priscilla. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.